Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test, the nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? Welcome back to the Spirit, Soul, and Body series. It's end our spiritual category. 
You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website, jf.foundation. That is j-a-e-f.foundation. In this series, we break down the human anatomy into its parts, spirit, soul, and body. You are a spirit being who has a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a body. We dive into the meaning and purpose of each part and how these three parts, your spirit, your soul, and your body, all work together. We talk about two distinct lifestyles, a life lived from the inside out versus a life lived from the outside in. Living from the inside out means living from your spirit outwardly, whereas living from the outside in means living from your flesh, your body, inside out. In the previous episodes of this series, we talked about the two distinct lifestyles, living from the inside out versus living from the outside in, and how these can be applied to meditation, how this affects your mental health and mental illnesses. In these next episodes, we're going to apply living from the inside out, that is from your spirit outward, to an area that is of interest to all of us. Relationships. I'll be interviewing a couple who built their relationship focusing on the spiritual character of the other person. This is contrary to how most people approach relationships today. Buckle up and let's dive in. Before they could love each other, they had to love themselves. Before they could love themselves, they had to love their Heavenly Father. Before they could love their Heavenly Father, they had to understand that He loved them first. When they believed His love for them, to them, and in them, His love that is shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Spirit, He, the Father, that dwells in them by His Spirit, taught them how to walk in love. He taught them that before a relationship is built, first, a foundation of true love has to be built. Love is the only sure foundation for every relationship, but not any kind of love, God's kind of love. He taught them that without God's kind of love, all these relationships, business, romantic, friendship, parent to child, peer-to-peer, citizens-to-country, authority-to-citizens. Without God's kind of love, all these relationships crumble. But what is God's kind of love, they asked. He said, God loves in deed and not in word only. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. He reminded them that it was him who saved, It is not good for a man to be alone, and so he created a woman. That he who finds a wife finds a treasure and obtains favor from the Lord. So he wasn't against their romantic love. He taught them that before a lifelong romantic relationship in love, they needed to learn how to relate to each other in love. And not just to themselves, but to everyone around them. He reminded them about a new commandment he had given them in John chapter 13, verse 34. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. 
And in Romans chapter 13, verse 8, when he said, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loves another has fulfilled the law. He kept teaching and showing them how to relate in love. He taught them God's kind of love is no respecter of persons. True love doesn't love at home, but hate at work. True love is not only patient at home, but in traffic also. True love isn't only long-suffering with your kids, but with the neighbor's kids also. And they kept learning and trusting him. He continued to teach them from his definition of love. He reminded them about what he had said in Romans chapter 13, verse 10. That love works no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So he taught them that love endures long and is patient and kind to everyone. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy to anyone. Love is not boastful or vainglorious to anyone. Love does not display itself haughtily to anyone. Love is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride towards anyone. Love is not rude unmannerly and does not act unbecomingly towards anyone. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. Love is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. Love takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Love does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Love is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love, God's kind of love, never fails. It never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. They were overwhelmed by his definition of love. They were overwhelmed with how to love with God's kind of love. But he reminded them, of course, they couldn't and wouldn't do it on their own. He would be there along their journey of a lifelong love. That's why they needed him in their relationship and in their hearts so that his love would be shed abroad in their hearts by the Holy Spirit. He reminded them of his words in Philippians 4, chapter 13, that they can do all things through Christ that strengthens them. They can love with God's definition of love through Christ that teaches them how to love. They were comforted. He asked, if they still wanted to learn how to love each other, they say, yes. He continued to teach them from his definition of love. He taught them that when he first loved them, he looked beyond their outward appearance, their skin complexion, race, height, weight, money, and so forth. He taught them that most people focus on physical attraction as the foundation to build love 
But what they miss is the fact that when their creator, their heavenly father, first loved them, he loved them before they were even in their mother's womb. He loved their spirit first before their spirit ever wore any human flesh. He reminded them of his words in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. He was teaching them his ways, and that his ways are not man's ways. For God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. He was teaching them that a house of love built on the outward appearance will not last. Why? they asked. He reminded them of his words in 2 Corinthians 4.16. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. He told them, a house of romantic love built on the inward man, the spirit man, will always stand because the inward man can be renewed day by day. But a house of romantic love built on outward appearance, on possessions and status will eventually crumble because the outward man, the outward appearance, perishes day by day. Wow! They said, thank you, Father, for unveiling this mystery. They were glad. When they opened their eyes to look at each other once again, they were more physically attracted to each other. Sparks were flying. They weren't even in the same room. They weren't even in the same country. He laughed at them and reminded them that his ways are not man's ways. He told them, they were ready to love. They had trusted him. They had put their faith, hope, and love in him. They had asked him to teach them how to love and relate to each other. They are still learning to love, but their heavenly father has given them the confirmation that they are ready for a lifelong relationship in romantic love. It's like, it's like, ooh We was talking Jesus, now we hit him with the proof Everything I do is for you, it's for you Speaking to the mountains and I'm telling it to move Life was feeling rocky, now it's feeling kind of smooth When I'm with the crew, nothing we can't do When I'm with the crew, now we can't lose Oh, me through, feeling brand new Feeling brand new, they can't tell who's who Told me separate to elevate It was hard at first, but I knew just what to do Open up the house, let you live in every room You the one I'm sticking to When I pick a chew like lightning Feeling that I get when I'm with you Bring the light to the room The blessings follow suit When I'm feeling blue, and I don't have a clue I hop inside the book and I know just what to do When you say, please don't stress this Keep my cool, no, I can't be reckless I can't let you block my blessings Steal my freshness I'm in mint condition, yes indeed Can't be washy, wishing slow my speech I just look and listen for I speak Let your truth come and take a seat I know that you watching over me It's like, ooh Thank you for tuning in to The Pre-Show
This is episode 10 of the Spirit, Soul, and Body series, and how we apply living from the inside out to relationships. In this episode, I continue the discussion with Tolu and Ruth about how they built their relationship focusing on spiritual character. In this episode, we dive deeper into why the spiritual filter is the most accurate and sure way to discern a lifelong partner. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 tells us that the word of God is quick and powerful and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. In contrast, using other outward filters puts us in a position where we lose a frame of reference when their physical appearance or financial status changes and so forth. We hope this episode blesses your heart. So open up your heart and mind and let's dive in. Again, we're talking about being more, not being more, being primarily uh, spiritually minded through your dating process all the way to even, even when you're inside the marriage. Now, we're saying, you know, we're saying that the spirit, the spiritual filter, the spirit filter is far, far, it, it's, it's more truth, it's better. And it's 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 most accurate. It's it's the most genuine filter that you can use versus a physical filter, which is, uh, you know, like, well, will I be able, you know, will their looks sustain me for the you know the next fifty years while <laughs> while I'm with them? Um, will you know will the sex hold up for the next you know 30, 40 years? Now. Still on the same subject, but now because it will provide a perfect gateway, you know, a segue for us. Some people, it's not about the sex. Well, that plays a part, but it's now more about possessions, like their status, like who they are in society. I think that's another thing that we're seeing very common here in dating is a lot of people saying, well, um, you know, what kind of job do they have? How much money do they make? You know, if we put our two incomes together, can we pay off student debt? You know, can we get a mortgage? Can we get the number of cars that we need? Can we take our kids to private school? We see a lot of that happening. Now, the problem comes is, uh, again, you, of course, you, it's not that you, you're out to date someone who's not capable of doing anything. But now when you put these things at the forefront, again, you're still using that physical filter on whether on, on 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 making the decision whether to get married to this person or not. But what that ends up happening is that now you're putting pressure and heaping up expectation on this person. And God is saying, hey, you guys haven't left any room for me to operate. And now the question that 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 I want to ask both of you is how has that played a role into at the beginning, both of you mentioned that there was a desire, there was a mutual interest of, of talking of business. But how has the spiritual filter helped both of you to discern now when it comes to the material side? Because there's a lot of women who are not getting married to guys because, well, you know, um, well, how many vacations can I go on? You know, or, uh, you know, things like that, you know, Will we be going on vacation? What kind of car? And even vice versa. You know, there's men maybe who won't get married to, to a woman because they're saying, well, I make this much. 
and with what she does, if she comes on board, you know, she's got student debt, she's got this, like, it's, it's just not going to work. Like, her family's in debt, this is that. But how was, how was the spiritual filter focusing on the father? How has it solved this problem? Because we know that it's, a, it's also another big problem why people aren't getting married. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I guess I can go first. Um, okay. I, I would say that uh, it's, it's very important, first of all, to, like, um, I think something from what Ruth said earlier on, in our in the in the talk was that you know putting your expectations first and foremost before um elohim as you are journeying put your expectations on what you what you desire in your home and everything before elohim and then and so uh i did that i did that i laid my expectations before elohim and then we had an honest conversation about all the things that we wanted and then we also had an on, another honest conversation of where we were at you know? mm. and i think it's important to have honest conversations don't um, create any loftiness in yourself then don't puff up yourself i mean even elohim does not like a haughty man um you know so he humbles the haughty man so um I don't puff up yourself and you just have the honest conversation. And there are certain times like, you know, we've talked about business that I've said that, okay, Hey, um, right now I don't have things, um, in, in, in quote proper at the proper financial spot where I would, I would, um, really be wanting to be. And let's just pray, you know, let's pray together. You know, if it's his will, you know, then we can, we can hop into certain, we can hop into investment more and or hop into this kind of, um, building a proper pathway but uh first of all you know it's great to be honest and have open communication if there's something that you find that is amiss that you know talk about it hey um uh, i feel that okay i'd like to be clear on this you know and and then you know the expectations if you hear something that okay that you need more clarity and you still that it doesn't suit understand but you feel that you and the father has called you to this person go to the father who has called you to this person don't go to this person and trying to make them you know <laughs> convince them immediately um i think that it's helped me to go to him for this kind of things as well in terms of like um um say find out more about each other and then you know seeing how to best um be of be of service and be of uh, help and, you know, and grow, grow together, you know, praying. And then you see, we find that also that the father has, we have certain similarities as well in terms of um, um, where we're going and, and what we want to, how we want to contribute to the father's um, you know, things in our, in, in our lives. And there are little specifics that are different, but, as we prayed and we were following him, we found that we do we did have like general similarities as well. So um, with the nuances, with the things that are in between, of course, you know, communication matters. Um, Got us. You have to have up honest com- communication, and then um, don't go back to him and and say, okay, um, this is what's happening. Um, we'd like your. We want your 
it's a three-person kind of it's a three-person dialogue and i like to say three-person dialogue where we're both learning about each other and then going back to him based on that yeah uh what about your earth how what, yeah yeah um uh i'd say that um like observing prayerfully also <laughs> <laughs> I, I also questioned so while also observing even before we got to this point of you know um courtship so it's like questions like what are you doing you know so like you said uh, most women want you know a made man i'm not saying that everyone has to has to start or cannot start with a made man so to say like you know he's filthy you know, rich, he has a lot of money. If that's the, you know, if that's how God has done it for you, that's fine. But I feel, I'm just trying to say this because a lot of people feel like to start out, you know, in a very humble, <laughs> that that's just how it is, that it has to be this way. But I'm just saying that it doesn't have to. If yours is different, that's fine. But if your focus is just about he has to be this and being specific then that's where the problem is. So I'm just, what I knew was that I wanted a man that had work. He had something doing. He had responsibilities and he was following true to his responsibilities. He was following true through the responsibilities that God had given to him. And he was being prudent. So he was hardworking. So that, do, do you get, these are values. So I don't necessarily think most women actually want a rich man. All they want is a generous man. So someone could be rich, a man could be rich, but he wouldn't give you a dime. So I think that, that <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like people have to, I think that that's where finding true identity in christ that's what changes because a woman wants security that's the first and foremost thing a woman wants someone who would you know she would find security in you know spiritually uh, physically financially so that's just it so what women actually want is a generous man so he could have little but he's generous with it so even if he has more he'll still be generous with me so these are the things I was looking at. Is he generous? Um, is he following through with his responsibilities? Does he have something he's doing? So that's the thing. It's not like uh, a man who is not having, he doesn't have anything to do. He doesn't have any vision. Or what are his plans? So we talked about, oh, where do you see yourself in five years? You know, how many kids do you want to have? You know, um, what else? You know, what would you like? What is your dream home? So that's what we found out that we actually did have similarities because we talked honestly about what we wanted. But inside, or rather <laughs> observing from my side, these were just certain things I was observing. And I necessarily didn't look at, if it was before, I would say, yes, I was that girl that was like, yeah, you know, he has to be, he has to have money, he has to have this. But saying that I'm a woman of value, I know that even... Like, I know as far as I am in a man's life, we're going to have money. Also, we, we, we know that the scripture backs, backs him up. It yeah, says, yeah whoever, exactly. Whoever yeah, finds, <laughs> mind gets favor from the Lord. Yes, exactly. 
So he found me. So he's going to find favor and more yes, prize. So sure. of course, we, we would have some money. It's not going to be a problem. So that's, that's what I'm saying that it's the women changing the, the, you know, the perspective. They're not looking for a rich man. They're just looking for a generous man. They're looking for, you know, a, a kind man. So it's just changing, changing their perspective into values, godly values. Wow. Ladies, you had it. <laughs> you said it. You just have to, well, fellas too. Um, you know, I wish a lot of girls looked at it like that, that, hey, as soon as you find me, guess what? The amount of favor in your life is going to increase. <laughs> so, so the money thing will not be a problem. It is very interesting that uh, I've witnessed so many, so many couples that really started out by, by saying, okay, we're going to focus Primarily, the, the, the foundation we're going to build is going to be a spiritual character foundation. Then everything else will be built on top of that. That's the lens we're going to look through. And if both of them keep the same mindset, it's just inevitable that money money's, money will just be available. Money will come. I, I'm honestly yet to see, you know, and, and again, it goes back to, you can still, you know, you don't have to be like, you know, a believer marrying an unbeliever, but you can still be two believers who are still spiritually, uh, spiritually yoking at different levels because yeah. like, I think, uh, Tolu, you mentioned that, you know, you, you saw some people earlier on and, and, you know, they were Christians too, they're Christian ladies, but you know, like you're, you're at a different level. Basically, your spiritual lens, even though both of you are in the Lord, you're in Christ, but both of you have a different revelation about the Lord. For instance, you could still be, you know, a, a Christian couple and, and one of you might believe that, you know, money is a bad thing. You might fall for that old lie that money is a bad thing, yet you know, Jesus clearly stated, you know, well, say the love of money is the root of all evil, but money is not evil. So you could still, yeah, you could still be a couple who just believes that, hey, you know, we, you know, and, and you don't fully maximize the blessings of the Lord. And, but the thing, the, the point that I actually want to make is the way God works is that he ordains, like, he, he's more about the heart. So he says, um, Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. So if both of you, and sounds like both of you are really in sync here, you know, your heart postures are aligned. It's just inevitable that both of you are just, you know, are, 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 mar you know, are going to be a marriage that the Lord is just going to want to flow abundantly through because you... Ruth, you mentioned something about generosity. And that's what the Lord desires, is, is generosity. And inevitably, if, if, that's what, if that's what's on your heart, and that's the character that he has, and vice versa, that means both of you can be a very uh, valuable vessel for the Lord to flow through financially, because at the end of the day, uh, the covenant that we have with him is 
to be blessed so that we are a blessing. Amen. Amen. But again, you, you cannot know about all these things if you you are coming at the relationship looking from the outside in. Again, if you come in and you're just thinking, well, if we combine our incomes together, can we get a mortgage? Can we pay off a mortgage? Can we can we you know pay off the student debt? Mm -hmm. We're saying that those are the things that become fruit of a relationship that is built on a spiritual foundation, spiritual foundation through the Lord, mm. through Jesus Christ. Because we know that the moment these two come into covenant together, man, and also your blessings just abound. Mm -hmm. Because individually, you're already, you're already blessed to a certain capacity. And now it's almost like the moment you two come into union and you both have the same heart posture, it, it, it's just going to be amazing. So that that touches on that point of uh you know reliance on, on the person versus uh really putting your hope in the lord that all that you two people need to do is that are we the do we have the right posture and again that goes back to how the two of you met and how you've been doing it so it's uh it's really encouraging and, I, and i'm excited now Talking about, there's a very interesting question here because uh, let's say if you're having a bad day, again, we're talking about dependency. Mm -hmm. Who do you go to first? Do you talk to Tolu or do you go to God? Again, we're talking how, <laughs> basically, um, you, you mentioned something, you mentioned something that you say that women want security spiritual security uh the physical security and the um financial the, yeah financial security but my question is is where how are you viewing that security through the lord or through him like let's say for instance we can start with you know emotional security as well mm -hmm. to what degree are you looking at him to be that support or who do you go to first like how is this playing out how are you mixing this because i mean at the end of the day we don't want people to think that you know people get married and, and they don't get to share the you know like experience and uplift each other that happens but how are you doing it by you know like when you have when you go through like a rough day emotion down like when does he come in and when does the lord come in how, how does that play out okay so I start by saying that um, I, <laughs> this is very sensitive for me because uh, <laughs> I'm just because um, yeah because God is still dealing with me in that aspect. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so that's why it's a bit sensitive for me because um, before, but I would say that there's a growth. So before. Um, I would, I would necessarily have to go to him, but then I find that that sometimes when I go to him, I see him speaking to me. I can see uh, God speaking to me through him, because even if I want to make a decision or I go to him for something, he tells me to go back to God. <laughs> so it's like I I cannot because there are some times that he has told me that I cannot answer that for you. Like, you have to go back to God. 
or wow. you have to go seek God. So that's where the importance of having a godly partner or, you know, a spouse to be or, you know, a partner generally, because they are also, we're, how do I put it? We're also brothers and sisters. Do you get? So we're supposed to also uplift each other. So that's what it should actually be, that if he comes to me or I go to him, that they would also bring me back to God. So there are times that I have gone to him and said, oh, this is how I'm feeling. And, um, you know, what do you think? Or you did this or you did <laughs> And he would tell me to go back. But it wasn't easy. Don't get me wrong. I have fought him so many times. <laughs> because because you, you you wanted the response to come from him yes. and he's like go to yes. god i mean yes. you know what it's like, uh, you know this is where you know we get, i tell you we get real because this is just life we're living you know and i love her very much you know but yeah i i tell her we always laugh about this i said sometimes that i fight with you for you <laughs> 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 I yeah. just like yeah, <laughs> so, it's so true because like sometimes it's just like oh like I, <laughs> I you should have said this this is how I wanted you to say this yeah. and I also honestly had to learn too that there's ways that you know okay maybe I, I was harsh here maybe I could have been a little bit softer with the truth and you know knowing that you know this is how she's she's journeying as well you know she. It, to her, she's also learning, and to also be, mm -hmm. um, um, I guess she's, she said, you know, I'm, I'm even constantly learning even what it means to be patient, that love is patient first, you know? <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> that's that's just that thing, but anyways, you can carry on with it. Yeah, so, so it's, like I said, it's still ongoing. I think there is something that will be ongoing, but yes, the right thing to do is always to go back to god so if i had certain things i would go back to god so that's something i'm learning now that even when we have discussions or certain uh conversations that are still unsettled within me i go back to god because that's the thing what what i always told myself was that he's the one who brought him to me like he brought us together so he's the foundation of this relationship so there are certain times that we've even had arguments or, you know, disagreements. And I go back. He goes back to God. <laughs> and before you know it, you know, we're apologizing. We're talking about it. We're connecting back. Because we realize that we are not the foundation of this. We didn't bring each other together. There's a purpose for why God, you know, brought us together. So let's go back to the creator of this relationship you know, to resolve because he will speak to him the same way that he will speak to me, even going into marriage. So that's where the place of going on, I'm even learning through our counseling that first of all, there's a place of a woman going on her knees first before even opening her mouth. It's like going on your knees and praying and going before God first before even opening your mouth to even speak to your spouse or to your partner about certain things. So, yeah. I'm still in. A, I'm still learning. Wow. Um, <clears throat> again, before we throw that question back to Tolu, have you answered it? Uh, oh, me. I uh, I just what you said is like spot on. Um, wow. I think for me, it's just uh, it, I I just I in my single 
period, he, he's kind of throwing me, going, taking me through this wire <laughs> of, uh, of, uh, of military, almost like military training, taking every form of communication from me that I would solely depend on him. And that's just, I've seen that in my last 10 years. And um, so I'd say that I had this, now I understand a lot more of what it means that in everything I, I, I just go back to him and just him first, because sometimes when I want to say something, he, um, I go back to him and then I, I find that, okay, there's a way better to, way to say something that, that has come to my heart. And then also, um, if I go back to him, I'm not trying to place that expectation on, you know, Ruth to, to give me an answer. And I'm not saying I'm perfect because I've had moments where I just like, um, I, I immediately just unload and sometimes I come off too strong or maybe many mm -hmm. times because <laughs> many times many yes, times said, okay yes truth <laughs> truth is good <laughs> many times i come off too strong and so she's like you know you could have just said this in a more toned down way i'm like what do you mean i'm toned down and then you know i go back and you know i just kind of like just sit on it and you know with the i'm quiet for a bit and then the the holy spirit is like yeah you know why are you being that intense you know you know go make go make amends go make shalom you know and you know and um, apologize or something you know ease <laughs> out the situation and then I'm, I'm there and i say hey i i'm sorry i didn't i i said that in a in a i i yelled at you and i'm sorry and um i, I apologize for that and you know she might be she might be like kind of like cold for a bit you know but then she like warms up she's like yeah you know, i already forgive you you know uh-huh go, go yeah go. i just wanted to also i just wanted to add something as regards to um so for me i'm i'm very emotional so <laughs> i have actually been learning to to take all my emotional expectations you know from Toluashe and take it back to him so that's something I'm actually presently doing so I am learning every time to trust God in him because he's also man and and I think that even in the process of of our courtship I, I really would say that if you're in a church and you're supposed to go through counseling please do go through the process of that counseling because it's really helpful to understand more, uh, you know, about this. So it's me presently learning to take all my expectations, both emotionally, financially, and and also phys physically, <laughs> when that comes, and placing that, you know, on, mm. you know, Christ in Him because I know that Christ is in Him. So, but He's also man. But I'm believing Christ in Him for that. So I'm not. So that's the, why it's easy. You know, it's not by my strength. It's the Holy Spirit giving me that ease to, you know, forgive him, to to let it go. I was just talking about it yesterday with him that there are certain things that we have, you know, he's apologized and said, oh, I'm sorry. I cannot remember what he did, really. Wow. And that's, that's not like me before yeah. I met Christ. <laughs> that is so not me. So that's why I see, I, I look back 
uh, and I, you know, reassess my my behavior or my character, and I say, wow, this is indeed the Holy Spirit, because I know before I met Christ or even joining, I see growth where I know that some sometimes deep inside, I would probably still have a little tiny bit, and maybe when we're having a conversation next week. I then will tell you what you did last two weeks <laughs> to me. <laughs> but I see that change, but it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. And that's why I'm saying that one cannot really do this thing, relationship or marriage without Christ. Because he's the one, he's the only one that would, you know, carry us through. Because we can't do everything on our own. We're man. We we make mistakes, but he's the it's the Holy Spirit that helps us, that gives us that gives us that strength strength to carry on and to do that which he wants and pleases God and also one another. Because if I'm doing things that please God, of course it's going to be something right. Of course Toluasha will be happy about it. <laughs> if he's doing things that please God, I will be great about it. So, it's yeah. it's it's almost it's it's really beautiful that um, how we try to do things in the world, and if you decide to take God's approach, it, it, it's almost like the, the things that you try to do to get by doing things the world's way, but if you do them God's way, they're just like an inevitable byproduct. Like you were just mm-hmm. saying that if he if he's pleasing Christ, yeah that it's inevitable that he's going to please you. Yeah. It's just inevitable that it's going to overflow onto yeah. you and vice yeah. versa. If you're pleasing Christ, it's inevitable yeah. that he's going to be pleased. It's just going to mm-hmm. overflow. Your cup is going to be, as the scripture says, your cup is filled. What is it? Your cup is, your cup is overflowing. Yeah. And I think the example to use there is when we talk about, let's say, love. Everyone knows, even the world, people in the world who who don't believe in God, they always, you know, quote a lot of things from these passages of scripture where it's in 1 Corinthians 13, where it talks about love. And, you know, I've heard, I've really heard so many testimonies that if a couple... If two married people decide to approach their love for each other by first submitting towards the love of God, that something magical happens to the love that is happening between them. Mm, true. Even even the way they handle uh, the way they handle arguments, because you know a lot of people go to counseling, and and again, that's the other thing. A lot of people go to counseling, you know, as, you know, if, you know, as married couples, and they're having all these issues, and and it's almost like if you tell them, hey, hey, take the dependency off of each other, mm-hmm. love God in this situation. How would you love someone in this situation? By lo- but when they decide to choose the God filter, which is what we're talking about, being spiritually minded that somehow the things that are happening between them just are dissolved, like they're gone. Because if you look at 1 Corinthians 13, you know, it talks about things like love and you as long. You know, love is patient. Love is kind. Um, Again, human beings, like to really understand the definition, like it's easy to read it off, but 
to actually live it out, you need spiritual discernment. Like you need work. You need a lot of help from the Holy Spirit to tell you that, hey, hey, the kind of love that you're now showing to your spouse or to your partner is not patient. You know, it, it, it's not long. It, it's not kind. But it's also interesting that if you really are building a strong relationship with a father, if, if that's the love that you're receiving from the father and you're not walking in condemnation that, oh, God hates me. You know, God is just ready to strike me. But you, <laughs> but, but you having, no, but by you having a, a pure love relationship with the father, with our creator, allowing him to love you, then out of that love that you've allowed for him to, to, to love through you and to you is how you're going to love each other. Mm-hmm. Again, the expectation totally changes. Because it sounds like, you know, when, even when you guys have arguments, you guys are, are going to the father first and saying, what did I do wrong, Papa? And then after that, you come back to each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I think that then you don't, you don't start praying against the person. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, you know, like you can, you, a lot of people can fall into that trap emotionally, that they start praying against the person. You got to be careful with that. You know, you're not, your war is not with flesh and blood. You know, but against principalities, against mm-hmm. powers, you know, your weapons of warfare are not carnal. They don't go after your brother and sister. The father would not adhere to such prayers against his creation. So the word, the word that you, the, we, we receive the word to go against whatever is against the authority of the Messiah and that person. And that is what we, we, we speak and we pray for that person. So love is that you pray for this person that let the will of the father be done in this person's life uh that's my when i have a disagreement the the holy spirit has led me to pray for ruth pray for ruth and say father i thank you for this for for what a blessing she is to to me and i thank you that you know that you've given her to me you know she said something similar like you gave me this person that's a it's like a, a testament of that he did something beautiful you know that so prayer the right way as well, you know, that when you're having disagreements, that you're not just saying, you know, Father, I don't know why this person is such a this and this and this and this. And, you know, he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't adhere to such prayer. He will correct you and say, no, that is not how you talk. That's not how my child would talk. That's not my character there. That's rebellious, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's to speak, it's to, it's to speak love. Speak love. You want love to be in your family, in your home. You know, practice in your relationship. If as a single person, oh, I don't have someone. I'm not married yet. I'm, I'm still. Not, I'm not even courting anyone yet. Good. You're in sync. You're still with a family. Speak love during all, like to your father, your mother in prayer. You know, pray upon them, bless them. If they disagree with you, still pray for them and bless them. You know, um. Pray the same prayer. It says, um, "Love your neighbor as you like." You say, love the love, love um, Yahweh with all your heart and with all all your all your soul and with all your strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. You, if you're not gonna pray those prayers of on yourself, then don't pray it on somebody else. You know, no matter what you're feeling, to be able to 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 go 
to the point of gratitude. Come through gratitude because that will give you a clearer, clearer picture. Say, I thank you, but Father, I don't understand what's going on. This is what happened about today. It's a great way to just say, this is what happened, but it has nothing to do with who this person is. Oh, this is what happened. We had a disagreement, but I thank you for this person. And you start to see that the love will flow, you know, because sometimes you don't even need to find the solution for something for you to say, you know what, whether it's your fault or not, just apologize. Say, hey, um, I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I love you. I, I don't want us to fight. And just even saying, I love you. I don't want us to fight can even break down a barrier as well. But it starts with prayer first, because that turns your heart from this sour feeling of like, oh, I don't know why this person is not going the way I want it to go. You know, most times our flesh just like, you know, like raging. In the next episode, we'll continue the discussion with our guests Tolo and Ruth on the subject of building a relationship on a foundation of spiritual character. We'll talk about the aspect of honor in a relationship. Romans chapter 12 verse 10 tells us that, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another. We'll also talk about other building blocks for intimacy, why we can also trust God to perfect our sex life when we get married, and other areas such as our financial well-doing and everything else that pertains to life and godliness that often puts pressure on whom we decide to choose as a lifelong partner. This was episode 10 of the Spirit, Soul and Body series and how we apply living from the inside out to relationships. Your host for today was Calvin Cavanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode.